Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. But this thing is God speaking. This thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. Let me say that again. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. And I'll be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I've commanded you, that it may be well unto you. You understand, God doesn't ever put a threshold of obedience in our life except that it's for our good. It's not that he can soothe his ego or prove that he's God. Anything God asks of us makes us better. He does it for us. I read an article not too long ago, somebody who who describes himself as an atheist, what kind of God would demand worship, and the answer that was given was the God that knows that only by worshiping him can we be fully fulfilled. Worship isn't for him, it's for us. It helps us. It, 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 It builds us. It makes us joyful. And so we see here that he's offered this opportunity to obey his voice that it may be well unto you. Verse 24 is a sad verse, but they hearken not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart. Now watch this, and went backward, not forward. As, as your pastor... When I look at our church, when I look at the ministries associated with our church, I have a hard time seeing nuance. All I can see is, are we moving forward or are we moving backward? I'm happy to report that I really do sense that we're moving forward, and I thank the Lord for that. And we're especially seeing that at Granite. What's what's our enrollment right now? Low 80s? Huh? 81. 81. 81. That's the, that's the reverse of what it was when we came here. It was 18. And we graduated four. So we hit the ground running with 14. Now we thank the Lord for the 14. But God has done so much over these years. And it's no small thing that, that this school has been here for 50 years, you know. And so we thank the Lord. We thank the Lord for what he's doing. We want to move forward and not backward, but, but that's especially true individually. Yes, the school is moving forward. Yes, the church is moving forward, but I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the students. I'm talking to the parents. I'm talking to the relatives. I'm talking to anybody in here who names the name of Christ. Right now, as you look at your life, are you moving forward or are you moving backward? What determines that is real simple what voice you're listening to. Look at what he says. But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. In the upcoming school year, within these walls, within the walls of the homes that are homeschooled, within the walls of the public schools that our public school kids go to, within these walls of education you are going to have the opportunity to deal with a lot of voices. What you do with that opportunity is going to determine, not just students, parents, teachers, staff, all of us, what you do with that voice will determine this year if you move forward or if you move backward. 
So just for a few minutes tonight, the voices of your life, the voices of your life. Father, would you help me to preach this in the way that you would have me to? I don't want to hurry for the sake of hitting a time limit, but at the same time, I don't want to belabor points. I just want you to completely take over and just control the tone and the timing of the rest of this service. Would you bless your word as you always do and speak to our hearts. Hearts in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. i got two questions for you tonight. Here's question number one. Ready? To what voice will you hearken? You'll hear a lot of them. Whether you're in school or out of school, whether you're at work, at home, with family, with friends, you're going to hear voices. To what voice will you hearken? Think about that for a second. Will you hearken to the voice of the Savior? Remember what he said in John 10? My sheep, what? Hear my voice. And I know them. And what's the result? They follow me. Will you hear the voice of the Savior? Will you hear the voice of his Spirit? Will you hearken? See, hearken is more than just hearing. Hearken is obeying. Will you hearken to the voice of the Spirit? Howbeit when he, John 16, 13, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Here's his voice. And he will show you things to come. Will you hearken to the voice of God's word? You remember Jesus telling the story of the, the sower and the seeds that fell on the different grounds? Those seeds that fell on good ground, Mark 4.20, these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. And bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. To what voice will you hearken? The voice of the Savior, the voice of the Spirit, the voice of His Word? How about the voice of wisdom? Will you hearken to the voice of wisdom? Proverbs one twenty, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Will you hearken to the voices of God ordained authority? Now, this one gets tough sometimes, doesn't it? Because we have a tendency to think that we know best. But God has put authorities in our lives that know better than we do. Oh, they're not perfect, but God put them there for a reason. What about your parents? Psalm 3411, listen to this. Come, you children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I have a responsibility as a parent to put a voice in my kids' lives. And they have responsibility to listen. We're talking about voices of God-ordained authority. What about those leaders that God has put in your life, whether it's your pastor, your Sunday school teacher, your, your Christian school teacher, um, those people that God has put to advise you spiritually? And this is not just for students. This is for all of us. Hebrews 13, verse 17 is not a popular verse with a lot of groups these days, but listen to this. Obey them that have the rule over you. There's an authority there. Oh, it's not one to be misused. It's not one to be abused, but it does exist. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Well, that's not talking about spiritual leaders, is it? Watch this. For they watch for your souls. As they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. They're a voice in your life. And you ought to be listening to them. Will you hearken to the 
the voice of the Savior of his spirit, the voice of his word, the voice of wisdom, the voice of his authority? Or will you hearken to the voices of the enemy? And they are many, and they are everywhere. If you have a television, if you have a phone, if you have a laptop, if you have a tablet, if, you're, if you stand on a street corner, the voices of the enemy are everywhere. The Bible divides it into the world, the flesh, and the devil. So let's use that template. What about the world? Ungodly influences. The psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate there day and night. Whether you're in class, whether you're in the hallways between classes, whether you're at work on break, whether you're at home with family, you have a choice. Are you going to listen to the wrong influences or are you not? To what voice will you hearken? What about the flesh? If, if the world represents ungodly influences, the flesh would represent unbridled impulses. My flesh does not want to do right. Paul said, in my flesh dwells no good thing. There's nothing redeemable about it. Nothing. In fact, when you read Romans 7, you see the struggle that Paul is having with his flesh. And yet so often when our flesh speaks... We listen to the flesh. What about the devil? If the world is ungodly influence and the, and the flesh is unbridled impulses, what about the devil? He's unholy iniquity and, and incarnate. Jesus said to the Pharisees in John eight forty four, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. If you're listening to the devil, I promise you he's lying. The only time the devil ever tells anything remotely resembling the truth, and he doesn't mean to do it then, the only time he ever tells anything remotely resembling the truth is when he goes to the throne room and, and, and accuses me and says, I'm a sorry, no good. He's right. Apart from Jesus, I am. But with Jesus, I'm a joint heir. So even when he's right, he's wrong. So the first question, to what voice will you hearken? Now here's the second question. With what voice will you herald? Because not only are you listening, you have the opportunity to speak into people's lives too. Oh yes, it's important what you take in, but it is also important what you give out. With what voice will you herald? Will you use a voice that draws others to the Savior? I think about old John the Baptist. He was prophesied in Isaiah 40. We see him uh, in his ministry there in the early parts of the Gospels, a voice that cries out on behalf of God. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. There was no question what side John the Baptist was on because of his voice. We see a voice that cries out on behalf of God, but what about a voice that cries out to God? It should not be a rare thing for my children to hear me praying. It should not be a rare thing for my students. It's my, it's my practice, and I know we all do this at Granite. The one class that I teach will begin in prayer every time. Why? 
because they need to hear me praying. And we need God's blessing on our time together. Psalm 5, verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. Will you use a voice that draws others to the Savior? Will you use a voice that cries out to God? Will you use a voice that cries out for God? Or will you use a voice that repels others from God? A voice of pride, of self-righteousness, of worldliness, of deceit, of carnality. That's not the voice that we should be heralding. So what? Let me, just, let me just burn it down to its essence. You're going to hear voices, and you're going to have the opportunity to give forth a voice. And I think the best way to sum it up is what Paul said to the Galatians. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now watch this. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. This upcoming school year, whether you're in school or out of school, you have the opportunity to choose the Spirit or that which is unspiritual. And it will show up in the voices of your life. Let's stand together, shall we?